It's been about one month since people committed to getting on a better diet, exercising more, and reading their Bibles every day. And if you're like most people, this year is probably looking a lot like last year. So let's talk about how to get you back on track with at least one of those things. You're listening to Onward in the Faith with Ray Burns. Ray is dedicated to equipping Christians to understand why they believe what they believe so that they can keep moving onward in their faith toward maturity in Christ. If you'd like to support this ministry financially, visit patreon.com slash onwardinthefaith. Don't forget to subscribe to the podcast and leave a review. And make sure you visit onwardinthefaith.com where you can read hundreds of articles about every area of the Christian life. Now here's Ray with today's topic. We all know what it's like. We get towards the end of the year in November or December time. We look back and say, boy, I really did not read my Bible much this year. I didn't read it consistently. But New Year's is coming up, and that's an excellent time to really just buckle down and commit to doing my Bible every day. And so if you're like most people, you maybe found some plans online that showed you what books of the Bible to read in certain orders every day so that between January 1st to the end of the year, you could read the entire Bible in a single year. And we get excited about it. And we get really hopeful about it. And January 1st, boom, we are in it. We're thinking, man, I'm really going to do it this year. And then after a week, we're still feeling pretty good. There's been some close calls. Maybe we had to stay up late to finish or whatever. But over time, those resolutions, those plans that we make just maybe don't pan out. Maybe we committed to more than we were prepared for. Or maybe the flash and dazzle of getting to claim that we read the Bible in a year gets overshadowed by the reality of just how much of a commitment it really takes. Now, if you're listening to this, maybe that's not you. Maybe you read your Bible every year, or you've read it once, and now you have kind of a different plan. But whether this applies to you or not, I would encourage you to listen to this, if only for some general encouragement in your own life, and maybe you will find it useful for those in your own life, whether your family, your friends, people in your church, who you know they're struggling with their Bible reading and could use maybe a little boost, maybe a little encouragement, or even a totally different mindset when it comes to reading their Bible in a year. So let's get into what I'm going to say are three ways that you can get kind of back on track or back on the horse when it comes to reading your Bible regularly throughout this next year. And now the first thing I want to say is that if you've reached that point where whether it's February now or whether you're listening to this in March or April, there's going to come a point where, you know, if you've just really gotten off track with your Bible reading and you've gotten so far out of it that you feel like there's no way to regain it, you know, there's so much to do and you're feeling frustrated or you're feeling hopeless. As I enter into this episode, the big thing I want us to keep in mind is simply to remember why we made that New Year's resolution in the first place. Because on one hand, maybe there's that immediate thrill of getting to check off boxes on a sheet that we printed out or in an app that we have. And there's that exciting feeling of making daily progress. And that kind of excited us to be able to see that thing fully filled out. But as followers of Jesus Christ, ultimately, the reason that we want to read our Bible in a year as opposed to any other book is because ultimately we realize that while God reveals himself in many different ways, the primary and deepest way that he reveals himself to his people is through the Bible. 
And so when we decide, hey, I know I need to read the Bible, I need to be in God's Word more, what we're really saying is, I want to know God on a deeper level. I want to understand Christ more intimately in my life. I want to know truth, not because my pastor told me, not because I read it in a devotional or a book or heard it on a podcast or read it on a website. I want to know the truth of God for myself. And a Bible reading plan is a nice, structured way for us to go about doing that. And so when we get frustrated, when we get off track, and when we just think, oh, well, you know, it's too late now, I'll just, I'll just do better next year. Let's just remember that the whole reason we make these plans, the whole reason we want to find that perfect Bible reading plan or that perfect program is simply because we want to be in God's Word even more. And so when we remember that, everything else I'm about to say is going to make a lot more sense because it's not just about reading the Bible in a year. It's about reading the Bible regularly. Some days may be better than others, but when we're not being beaten down by a particular Bible reading plan, maybe we can actually have the freedom to enjoy reading God's Word outside of these strict timelines. So let's figure out some different ways that we can get back on track with reading God's Word regularly. Now, the first suggestion I want to make is simply to choose a less intense Bible reading plan. Now, if you are someone who went from maybe never reading the Bible or only reading a verse a week to trying to jump right into reading several chapters a day, that can be a really daunting task. And it's not an impossible one, but in order for us, especially in our busy lives that we have, in order for us to make time to read several chapters of God's Word every day, you know, that takes maybe 10 to 20 minutes or even more, you know, if you're really getting into it or if you struggle with reading. And for a lot of us, we think, oh, I'll just add more Bible reading time to my schedule. But we realize that we're not prepared for that. We, we aren't ready to fully restructure our morning or our evening time to fit in that much dedicated time. You know, over time, as we get more familiar with God's Word, it's going to happen more and more. But to go from zero minutes a day to 20 minutes a day is tough, is sometimes overwhelming. And it makes us feel like, well, if I can't do this big amount, I'm just not going to do any at all. And so, you know, I'll, I'll share a link in the show notes, but I actually wrote an article at the end of 2019 saying why you shouldn't read your Bible in a year. And I talk about exactly why a lot of people have these big plans to read their Bible and fail and why maybe a different approach is okay. Because, you know, as Christians, it seems like the thing to do to read your Bible in a year. It seems like, you know, that's what pastors are always talking about or the really mature Christians in your life. They talk about where they're at in their annual Bible reading plan. But really, when we think about it, there's nothing noble or significant or more spiritual about reading God's Word start to finish in an entire year. The whole idea of having a yearly Bible reading plan is simply because it gives us a strict structure that a lot of people thrive on. A lot of people like saying, I can do this whole thing in a year. It's a challenge. It gives me something predictable every single day. It's not too long. It's only one year as opposed to two or three. And so for some people, that works for them. But for a lot of people, maybe the first step in reading God's Word every day is simply not to overwhelm yourself with something that is just very difficult to stick to if you are newer to Bible reading or even newer to just being a follower of Jesus Christ in general. And so some ways that we can still get in God's Word every day, because that's really the key. It is important for us to be reading God's Word every single day because it's 
it's how we are having a regular relationship with God every single day. It's how we see his truth and, and cover ourselves in the truth of God's word and in applying the gospel to our lives and giving the Holy Spirit some kind of kindling in order to spark conviction and passion for the things of God in our lives. Yes, reading the Bible every day is important, but for some, it's important maybe to start slow. And so just a few suggestions for reading God's Word in a way that is maybe more digestible and isn't too much to chew on all at once is, one, instead of trying to read all of the Bible in a year, just find a reading plan that lets you read the entire New Testament in a year. So instead of 66 books of the Bible, you're only doing 27 books of the Bible. And if we're being really honest here, the New Testament can be much easier to read because it is much more applicable to our lives. It's not filled with history. It's not filled with a lot of Old Testament things that are critical for our understanding of God, but aren't necessarily a one-to-one thing for our lives today, right? Like, I was just reading Ezekiel earlier. I finally finished Ezekiel, and the last several chapters are just God showing Ezekiel basically walking him through a diagram of this temple that God's talking about. And it is dry. It's not exciting. It's hard to even picture. I mean, I actually had to keep going online and seeing artist renderings that people have made from these because it's just so hard to to really visualize with what's happening. But if I go to something like John or James or, you know, Acts, I mean, those are much more engaging. They feel more alive. They feel more real and they feel more easy to apply to my life. So, Maybe instead of trying to jump into Genesis and then spending the majority of the year reading through the Old Testament before you get to the things that maybe you need right now, just start with some New Testament reading. Maybe have something that also adds the Psalms and Proverbs to your reading plan because those are really good, very straightforward, and very beautiful things to read. So that's an idea. Another idea is simply to commit to reading 10 minutes every day for a month and then adding five minutes to that every month until you get to a point where you have reached a comfortable or ideal amount of Bible reading every day. So again, you could start this with the New Testament. Just say, I'm going to sit down, I'm going to start in Matthew, and I'm going to read for 10 minutes and just go slow. You know, don't try to rush through it because there's no, you know, I have to finish by the end of December. Just commit to 10 minutes of really getting absorbed in God's word. And then as that becomes simpler to do over the course of 30 days, start adding more time if, if that's where you feel led to do. Another way to make Bible reading more approachable is simply choose the book of the Bible every week and just read through it as often as you can whenever you find yourself with free time. And this is a great one for people who are really not used to reading God's Word at all. But if they're honest with themselves, they regularly will go to their phones or to the TV when they're bored. And so instead of that, have the Bible handy or even have you know, a book of the Bible printed out or something and have it handy, have it always available to you so that when you're in the doctor's office or just sitting at home bored or, you know, waiting for, you know, the water on the stove to boil or whatever, you can just pull out God's word and just read it for a few minutes at a time here and there. And over the course of the week, you know, get through a book of the Bible, maybe two or three times and really get familiar with it through that. Uh, Something else that I really enjoy is I like to do things in pairs in my life. So I have a hard time just buckling down and doing one thing. I like to accomplish two things at once. So something I enjoy doing is listening to things like podcasts or books or the Bible 
in an audio version, whether through an audio app or from a, a video on YouTube of an audio recording of the Bible, and just listening to something like Romans or one of the epistles and things like that as I'm going about doing other things throughout my day. Now, obviously, that's not good for hardcore study, but it's just immersing ourselves in God's Word. It's allowing our minds to be affected by something that is valuable for our lives and allowing us to hear things consistently and regularly and perhaps even for the first time in a way that we never have before. There's a number of ways that someone can take on a less strict and less overwhelming schedule when it comes to reading God's Word, but ultimately idea number one here is simply to just find a way that pushes you. You know, don't just make it easy and say, well, I can commit to doing one Bible verse a day, so that's what I'll do, because anyone can do that. But really commit yourself to figuring out how much time you can comfortably do and maybe push it just a little bit. You know, feel that strain just a little bit as you're trying to get in God's Word more. And then as that becomes comfortable, try to push yourself a little more. But don't just jump all in and go with this really rigorous reading schedule that you just want to abandon altogether. Because, you know, at, at the end of the day, we don't just want to read the Bible. We want to read the Bible well. We want to understand it. We want it to actually matter to us. You know, a lot of times I'll hear atheists in debates with Christians and they'll say, oh, well, I've read the entire Bible, so I know what I'm talking about. Well, just reading the Bible doesn't matter any more than me reading a theoretical physics book matters. If I don't understand it, if I'm not applying it, if I'm not taking time to really digest what's being said so that it matters in my life, then reading it can be good and it can be valuable and we can still get things out of it. But it might be that slower and less is actually going to be better for our lives. So idea number one is just make a plan, do something that's achievable, but maybe a little difficult, and then just stick with it until you feel ready to change it up and try something new or try something more. Now, idea number two is to simply ditch your Bible reading calendar, but still keep your Bible reading plan. Because as I said, we kind of love that gimmick of having a Bible reading plan from the beginning of the year to the end of the year and just getting to say that we did it. It can feel like an accomplishment for us, certainly. It can be something that we can either brag about in our prideful nature or that we can just excitedly tell others about and they can be excited with us because it is a big thing to do. But Again, there's nothing inherently valuable about accomplishing an entire Bible reading in 365 days. Because, as I said at the previous point, a lot of times what that can actually make us do is that we can be so focused on checking off the box that we will rush through what we're trying to read that day simply so we can say that we did it, so that we can check off the box, so that we can have you know, the green highlight on our day. So instead... What I want to recommend is to take that perfect Bible reading plan, that one that you just love the flow of, how it you know bounces you between the Old and the New Testament, the Psalms and the Proverbs, or maybe one that takes you through the actual timeline of the Bible and gives you different pieces of the Bible as they actually occurred in history. You know, whatever plan it is that you like, take that, follow it, check off your boxes, but don't stress and don't freak out and don't ultimately waste your time reading just to rush through it in a single day. If you have a day that is just chaotic or you're feeling sick and you just can't get through all of one day, then split one day into two days. You know, remove that pressure on yourself to perform and instead allow yourself 
and give yourself permission ultimately to slow down and just enjoy God's word. You know, if you find yourself reading in John and you just really want to go slow in these first few chapters and really absorb what's being said or something in Exodus is really standing out to you and you're wanting to know kind of the historical context of what's being said, you know, why did Moses have the Israelites drink water after he melted down their golden calf? You know, what's that about? And you want to maybe go find some commentaries or, you know, listen to a podcast or a sermon on it, you know, give yourself permission to say, okay, I was meant to read, you know, all these chapters today, but I'm just going to get stuck on this one and I'll just, I'll just continue the rest tomorrow. I'll try to continue the rest tonight. But don't beat yourself up and don't punish yourself for not sticking to a strict timeline simply because you feel bad for getting lost in the beauty of exploring God's word. So, you know, try to, again, like I said with the first point, you know, commit to reading a certain amount every day or maybe for a certain time every day simply because you don't want to just say, oh, I'm going to take you know, two weeks to get through three chapters in Genesis, well then, you know, you kind of need to wonder, am I really committing and pushing myself to get in God's Word? Is it really valuable to me? But if it takes you two days to read three chapters in Leviticus, whether because you're really struggling through it, whether because life on that particular day is really challenging, or whether you're just getting lost and finding all the cross-references and reading the footnotes and whatever, and you just lose track of the time, be okay with that. Pause and just say, This has been a rewarding, fulfilling time in God's Word. I didn't get done all I wanted to, but I got done enough that I feel closer to my God. I feel more reverent of who He is. I love His holiness more. That, if we can walk away from our Bible reading regularly, feeling like that was a good time spent in God's Word, I didn't go far, but I went deep. If that can be a normal thing, even a few times a week, that is time well spent. Even if we don't get very far, even if it takes us a month to get through a single book of the Bible, as long as our time is being spent well, as long as we are getting that good return on investment for the time that we're putting in to reading God's Word, it's worth it no matter how slow or how fast we may go through it. And idea number three is ultimately to just get back on that that horse, get back on that Bible reading plan. Because let's face it, self-discipline is tough. And whenever we start to lose control of a plan that we've committed to a little bit, it can be difficult but doable to get back on track with it. You know, maybe spend a little extra time here and there and get back on, on course. But the farther out we get from a plan that we've set, the harder it is to get back on track because it requires such commitment and such sacrifice of other things on our schedule in order to get back to it. And so what we ultimately want to say is just, well, I'll wash my hands of it. I'll try again next year. But if you are someone who truly wants to get through the Bible in a year, to really push yourself, to to enjoy that accomplishment, or just to force yourself to really get through the Bible and just have it done so that maybe you can go back and read other things about the Bible that you've enjoyed. If that's you, if you are someone who feels like you just need that structure, need that time crunch, then my final idea is just to do it. You know, if you're 10 days behind, then do two days every day until you get caught back up or three days every day or spend the weekend and just get it done. You know, your time may not be valuable in terms of really getting to dig in and enrich yourself, 
But if that will take the pressure off of you, if you can stop feeling guilty about your reading time or enjoying other things, knowing that, you know, I could be reading my Bible, but I'm so far behind, but I feel like I should. If that's where you find yourself, then just ultimately buckle down, deal with the required self-discipline and just get it done, you know, and you can kind of do some, I don't want to say cheating ways to do it, but there are some ways you can cheat to get it done faster. You know, ideally you can grab an audio Bible You know, there are audio Bible apps out there that you have some really nice quality production in a number of Bible translations where they just will read God's word to you and you can just get caught up while you're driving to work, while you're exercising, while you're cooking that diet friendly meal that I'm sure you've stuck to, you know, but whatever you're doing, just listening to God's word is better than not listening to it at the end of the day. You know, or another idea is that, you know, if you're someone who the Bible that you like to read is something, you know, a little crunchier, like the New American Standard Bible, like I use, or the ESV, or even the King James Version, you know, something that's not as smooth of a read or as natural of a read for our 2021 language, then maybe for now, as you're getting caught up, grab an easier to read translation like my suggestion would be the New Living Translation. You know, translations like this, these easy-to-read ones, are written in a way that is, instead of kind of word-for-word being very close to the original Hebrew, Greek, or Aramaic of the Bible, it instead sticks closely to the thoughts that the writers have, but presents it in a way that is easier for us to understand and even remember, because it reads it to us in a way that we are much more familiar with. It's much more conversational. It's much more of a natural flow of the English language. And so, you know, these Bibles are not good for actual study, because again, it gives you the thoughts. It gives you the translator's interpretation of what was meant. But if you are just stuck, if you're slogging through it, and you just can't get through Kings, or you can't get through Samuel, or Leviticus, or something like that, maybe grab a translation that's just easier to read until you get caught up to where you want to be, and then pull out that preferred Bible translation that you have that might be a little slower to read, but now that you're on track, you're not feeling held back as much during that reading time. So if that January 1st commitment was important to you to read the Bible all the way through in a year, then do whatever's reasonable to get back to it. You've still got about 10 months left. You know, two months can seem like a long time to get caught up on, but really you can do it. So if you need to just get back on the horse, then just get back on the horse, whatever it costs, whatever it takes, whatever shortcuts you need to do to kind of help you get caught up, just do whatever. But at the end of this, as you're trying to maybe figure out what to do, or maybe how to encourage a friend to get back on their reading plan. Whatever route you take, what I ultimately want to suggest and and to remind you of is just to read. Just read God's Word. There are some days it might be great. There are some days where you may struggle, but just keep reading it. Because at any point in our lives, all of us are going to have that time where reading our Bible is a challenge. But instead of feeling like it's just this impossible thing and it's not for us, what I would really suggest is that The more we read our Bibles, the more we're able to read our Bibles. The more we'll get familiar with the language and the flow of it. The more we'll see ideas come out. The more we're going to actually just understand flat out what in the world is going on 
in these different parts that previously may have confused us. But over time, through exposure to God's word, through maybe talking to other people about things that confuse us, you know, we have a number of resources at our disposal to help us understand God's word. And so the more we're in it, the more we're trying to understand it, the more we're going to be able to understand it. And the more we're going to want to read more and more to understand more and more. Because the more we're in God's word, ultimately, the more we are knowing God. And that's our whole point in wanting to read the Bibles, right? There's no point in just reading a book to read it. You know, because the Bible is not entertaining. It's not always uplifting. It's truth revealed. It's the revealing of who we are and who God is and how we as human beings need to understand our role and our purpose in life, knowing who God is, knowing what he desires and knowing ultimately how perfect and holy and majestic he is. So whatever way works for you to be in God's word, just be in God's word daily, regularly, make it a plan, make it a point, make it your desire to just encounter God every day. Some days it may be difficult and half-hearted. Some days you may find yourself on the floor crying to the heavens about how great and majestic our God is. Not every day is going to be the same, but make sure that every day happens. And from there, just pray and just trust that God is going to grow you through your commitment, through your self-discipline, and through your regular desire to know God through the perfect word that he's given us. So, Wherever you're at in your Bible reading this year, don't let the past get you down. Don't feel guilty. Don't give up. Just get back into God's Word and enjoy learning more about your amazing Creator, the wonderful Savior that we have in Jesus Christ, and the comforting Holy Spirit that we have who makes us more like Christ every single day. Thank you for listening to this episode of Onward in the Faith. I hope this discussion has helped to encourage or challenge you to be in your word regularly. If you have found it useful, I hope you will share it with those close to you who you think could benefit from it. If you would like to support this ministry and what I do, you can visit me at patreon.com slash onward in the faith, where you can give as little as $1 every month to help this ministry out. And I hope this episode has helped you move onward in your faith toward maturity in Christ.